that it? Are we reaching? No, keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. Yeah, don't get, don't get tired on me. Come on, get that Jersey Shore going. If you don't know what to do, if you have no rhythm, some of you who don't know how to have fun at church, just start moving. Yeah. See, you got to have a little fun. I just want to loosen everybody up because of what God's going to do today. But, and we'll get into the word here in a second for all you super spiritual people. Uh, but man, it, it's just good to be together and have fun and relax. And, and you know, because what I wanted you to hear is I wanted you to hear the drop. How many know when I say the drop, you know what I'm talking about? Okay, so for those who don't know what the drop is, we also call it the hook in other you know, genres and sometimes there, but it's, the, it's what gets you. You kind of, you feel the buildup of the song and then it just hits that point where like, Ooh, that's good. Somebody say that's good. And in the club, when you were in the, if you, you, you'd be playing the song, and this is what my center friends tell me at least, they, they would, it would be, music would be going, but they'd get to kind of build up, and then everybody would be like waiting for the DJ to kind of like hit that, and all of a sudden, boom, and everybody would just go nuts and just start dancing and going crazy and having fun. And, and anyway, not that I know anything about that life, but uh, it would, that, uh, that's, I want you to feel that. Why do, why do we expect church to be boring? Why do you come to church and you expect, well, what is he going to say today? Like, oh we, we expect church to be this stagnant, boring, dying thing. And, and we don't want to be, engaged. and I, I remember being young and not wanting to be a part. I remember looking at church and be like, really? If, I, if I'm a part of church, I have to be boring. If I'm a part of God, this church, if I'm a Christian, I've got to be like this weirdo. Come on. Yeah, stop acting like I'm the only one in this place who felt that way. I, like, that's how I, I felt like life was going to, it was going to tank. And God said, no, if you give me your life, I'll take you to places you never thought you could ever go. And, and, and the, the drop is about to happen today. And I know I'm talking about uh, uh, the mixed materials, but I want to introduce the drop to you. Uh, you ready for me to preach? Because I want to preach today. So open your Bibles. Uh, in fact, you know what? We're always, uh, I know we mixed it up with the song, but stand with me. Open your Bibles as you do. Try to multitask if you can to Daniel chapter 6 and verse 18. Say a good amen when you're there. Okay, seven people out of the 80. Okay, uh, uh, say a good amen when you're there. It's on the screen, guys. Just everybody say amen. You're there. <laughs> it's right there. Okay. All right. Somebody, you guys are waking up. Here we go. All right. Verse 18. It says, now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. And no musicians were brought before him. Also, his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice because he loved Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? And Daniel, in a cool, calm, collected voice, says, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel, shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. I need some, there, there's a drop there. Somebody say there's a drop. 
There, there's a drop happening right there uh, because what the Lord drops over your life is the greatest emphasis on your life more than what others say about your life. And what he told Daniel is he said, I know they found you guilty, but I found you Oh, y'all are ready. So I found you innocent. And also, king, I have done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury whatsoever was found on him because he believed in his God. Lord, we thank you because we believe. We believe in you. We believe in your word. We believe in your Holy Spirit. We believe in your son that came and died on the cross for us that rose again three days later. We believe. Those who believe in this house begin to pray. And I thank you, Lord, that we're not a quiet church. We're not a dying church, but we're a church that knows how to use our voice, who knows how to roar greater than what the world roars like. And Lord, I thank you that the Lion of Judah is in this house and in this place and ready to move and have his way. And I thank you for what you've done today and what you're going to do. God, you're good. Anoint me to preach your word and to flow with you in the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Somebody say there's a drop. So we're going to point those out as we go through today and talk about kind of our teaching. For those who are new, welcome to Bridge Church. We're a vocal church. We clap a lot here. If you don't have blisters on, it, how many wear like a smartwatch or a Fitbit? Like it, anybody? No, a couple of people. Okay, when you wear this, like I, I get reports while I'm worshiping of how many steps I've hit and how many calories I've burned during worship. So I, I just encourage you, this is a time where you can get a workout in it too. Some of the gyms might require mass. You can come in here and work out with or without. But God, I'm telling you, you got to get engaged. You know, it, it, this isn't a spectator sport. So we, we are vocal, and, and that's a healthy thing. It's a good thing. And then, but we're also a reflective church. We take good notes because uh, we, don't, we take what God is saying to us seriously. And if I don't take what he says to me seriously, why should I expect him to take what I say seriously? So make sure we do those things. Those are a big part of our culture and DNA. Uh, and we, we want you to follow along here today because I've been on a series and I hope you've been with me. If you haven't, uh, you can go back and listen to them on mixed materials. And we've been talking about idols and images, ideals and illusions. And today I'm going to hopefully conclude this message in a powerful way that sums it all up. Uh, we've talked about Ezekiel. We talked about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Wednesday night was part three, and I talked about Zephaniah. If you didn't uh, hear that, make sure you tune into that. And then today we're going to talk about Daniel and the lion's den. And so I want to set this up. So as we, before we get to the drop, before we get to the real emphasis, let me set the stage. Because at the beginning of the book of Daniel, we have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, how it all starts in their 70 years of captivity. Daniel begins to write about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they declare that they're going to worship a golden idol. And we all know the story. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, we're not worshiping your idol. And they said, okay, we're going to throw you in the fire. And they get thrown in the fire, and they walk through the fire, come out of the fire, and get promoted from the fire. So we, we know that the fire couldn't kill them, and they couldn't get them to worship their idol. So then next what happens is Bel, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, dies, and Belshazzar takes over. And when Belshazzar takes over, he says, okay, we couldn't get them to worship our idols, so we'll take all their stuff from their God, their temple, and we'll use it for our idols. So now he goes in and takes all the gold and everything from the temple that they stole, and he says, let's party with it. 
He said, oh, and I could preach a whole message on this. Let, let's take the things of God and let's go do what we want to with them. Let's take the principles of, of the Proverbs and the wisdom of Proverbs and go build my business for it. I can make this real, qu real, real quick because we, we want to take the things of God and use them for ourselves. And God says, no, you cannot. I won't allow it. And so he writes on the wall with his hand in blood and he writes and, and he puts a message that pretty much means you have been weighed, you have been measured, you have been found wanting and your kingdom is coming to an end. You should not have touched my stuff. Amen. And so the next day, or sorry, that night, it was written. They were partying. He died that night, Belshazzar. The next day, a new king took over, Darius. Everybody say Darius. Darius. When Darius took over, Darius, that's the beginning of chapter six, and Darius starts off by setting up a new government. He says, okay, we got, uh, I want to set up 120 satraps. We're going to get them all set up. And then I want three governors. And he makes Daniel one of them. And he sets them up. He gets them all going. And Daniel is doing so good. Everybody say he's doing so good. So, good. so proud of that young guy. Daniel's doing so good. He's like, you know what? I think I want to promote Daniel. Right after he gives him the job, he says, I want to promote Daniel. I think I'll make him the ruler of the whole kingdom. And that didn't go over well, but we'll get there in a second. But Daniel, the reason he was set up is because the Bible says that he had a spirit of excellence. Do you know what that means in Hebrew? I'm going to give you the definition in Hebrew. It's actually three words that are a part of that one phrase, spirit of excellence. Write these down. There's these three. It means responsible, faithful, and trustworthy. Responsible, faithful, and trustworthy. Can that be said about you? Can your, can your boss say that, that about you? Oh, well, you don't know my boss. <laughs> you know, come on. You don't know my, you don't know my coworkers. Some of you are sitting next to coworkers and friends. I don't know why, why, relax, everybody take a deep breath. Nobody's going to see you online and be like, I saw you laughing when they talked about, we, uh, maybe it's, can your boss, but you don't know my work environment. It's just a part-time thing. It's not a big deal. No, 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 no. Daniel was taken captive and enslaved, watched his people be slaughtered, his whole nation destroyed, and he was serving a king of a foreign country in captivity with a spirit of responsibility, faithfulness, and trustworthiness, a spirit of excellence. And let me tell you, when crisis drops on you, can you still be called upon for faithfulness? When crisis drops on you can, you, can you be called upon for responsibility? Can you be called on for trustworthiness? Because that's where it's measured. It's not in times of comfort, but in times of controversy and crisis. Crisis comes to us all, but it's what we do with crisis that matters. And sometimes we feel like that's the beat of our life, but it's really just a setup for what's to come. And so now Daniel has distinguished himself above everybody. And I hope you are. I pray everybody online and in here is distinguishing yourself, setting yourself apart. You don't need to be weird. You need to be blessed. You don't need to be odd. You need to be strong. You don't need to be that Bible-beating, thumping Christian. You need to be powerful in love. You need to be powerful in peace. You need to be the believer that stands up and says, hey, I know who I am in Christ. And I'm not afraid of it. Sometimes, can I ask a question? I think sometimes... We're afraid of our own potential. 
What am I really? You ever, have you ever, okay, let me flip it to the other side, not the positive, but the dark side. You ever been afraid of what you think you could do in a bad moment? How dark it could get? You ever been afraid where you thought, I didn't like that side of me? Okay, now think if, it, if it's that much in that direction, that means it's that greater in the other direction. So, I, so don't be afraid of your potential and power. Your potential and power didn't come from anyone other than the Father who gives good gifts. So you have a greater power and authority. I didn't give this to first service because y'all are better. Y'all with me? This is, this, I need you to hear that you have a greater level of authority, but you don't back away from it. Don't be shy. Don't back down. So he sets himself apart, but what happens is the other guys don't like it. Did you know what happens when you start doing good? People won't like you. <laughs> I'm going to say it one more time. When you, everybody thinks that when, oh, when I'm doing good and I'm successful, people will love me. No. People are going to be jealous of you. People are going to be envious of you. People are just going to hate the way you did it, how you did it. People tell, tell, say that this church doesn't preach real doctrine. People say that this pastor doesn't know how to really pastor. People say that I'm not qualified. I got tons of people who don't like me, but I'm not living according to who likes me. Because I look, there are, the more successful you get, the more... But let me give you some balance, okay? Because there needs to be balance in here. I want you to write these percentages down. 20% of the people you encounter in your life or in this world will be for you. 20% will be for you. Now, this is the other big number. 60% don't care. <laughs> I want you to write that down and remember that. Oh, everybody hates me. Nobody loves me. Everybody's against me. Although, oh, everybody, how many have ever heard this? Everybody's crazy but me. Right now, y'all are talking, you see it all, everybody's stupid but me. Apparently, people don't, why can't people just have common sense? No, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. The majority don't care. Stop acting like you are so arrogant and prideful that everybody's focused on you and what you think and feel and believe. God, look, 60% are neutral in this equation. And then the other 20%, then there are 20% who don't like you. We're all my people who need everybody to like them. I'll like you if you raise your hand. There, there you go. All right. There. Yeah. I, I was the same way. I used to be that way. I used to try to dress a certain way to get certain people to like me, talk, act, play certain sports just to be in certain groups, just, just so I could be accepted, just so I could be liked. What have you compromised in your integrity and your identity to just be a part of somebody else's group when you were never meant to be a part of that group to begin with? You're trying to see, we, we get into, we get into this dysfunctional system of trying to learn a system we were never meant to be a part of. And so we get into this, this whole life system of an area that we were never meant to learn. And so now we learn this life system that is not even ours. And no wonder we're frustrated going in circles, aggravated is because that wasn't for us. There's a whole nother system. It's called the kingdom of God. And you weren't meant to live in there. You were meant to live over here. And so you got to pull yourself out. So Daniel sets himself apart from everybody, and he didn't get liked for it. So then what happens is we get these 122, the rest, that decide to plot against Daniel. And what they do is they, 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 go, to the, they go to the king and say, hey, everyone has voted. We all want to go this direction. And it was only the three speaking for the 120 
And Daniel wasn't included. Did you know that a lot of your voices of your haters and skeptics and people are going to always claim that everybody? <laughs> you know, I hear it all the time. Pastor, everybody is, is really having a difficulty with the volume level during worship. And, no, no, no. Just you and two other people. But I, every, but see, skeptics and haters and judgmental people always want to make it an everybody thing. Because they want you to think with their manipulation of their illusions and their ideals that this is how everybody feels. This is what everybody thinks about you. And so they go to the king, and when they go to the king, they tell him, King, oh, you're amazing. Oh, king, live forever. The quickest way to get somebody who operates in the flesh on your side is appeal to their pride. It's easy. When they're operating the flesh, just tell them something good about themselves. And the more they glow, the more they'll take that because they live by their cheerleaders and they die by their critics. Wow. And so if you just cheer them on, you'll always be in their corner. Don't, don't, don't be that person. The Bible calls it flattery and flattery is manipulation. Say what you mean, even if it's difficult. So they go to the king and they say, the king, hey, we got an idea that we all think is good. Uh, we think that since we can't get them to worship our idol and we can't take their God stuff, what if we just tell everybody you can't worship any other God for 30 days? And so now do you see the, the digression of compromise? Since well, I can't get you here, can't, hey, since you went ahead and you went to church and, and you're, uh, you're streaming online today and you, start, you gave your heart to Jesus, let's go ahead and make a deal with the rest of the areas of your life. Why don't me and you still have the marriage area? Why don't, why, why don't we, I still have a little control over your finances and never tithe, never give, never serve, never do? And we, we, he wants to compromise with the other areas of your life. Because he's not telling you to not worry. Think about this. He's not saying don't worship God forever. He's saying don't worship God for 30 days. How many, if, if you were put under penalty of death, would, would adhere to it? See, sometimes we, it doesn't even take that. It says, hey, you know what? Just go ahead, you guys. How many, what, what is the last, let me ask this. What does the last 30 days look like for you? What habits have you built? What habits have you destroyed? What habits are you trying to rebuild? What, what things have you, 30 days, what they knew back then, we have proven now it takes 30 days to make and break a habit. habit. So if I can get Daniel to break the habit of worshiping his God, we'll have one. And that is the world's job is to attack you, to get you to compromise, to say, hey, because now the average statistic is that an average believer prior, take COVID out of this, but average believer only attends church once a month. How can you develop a healthy habit? And then I heard a lie from the devil himself. He said, well, you don't need church to live for Jesus. And I said right back, what devil told you that? <laughs> because that is, I don't, you show me in the Bible where it says that and I'll believe you. But I remember reading in the scripture, never forsake the fellowship of the brother. I remember that Jesus died on the cross so that we could become the bride and the body of Christ to fellowship together, to work together. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And God said, man, it is not good for man to be alone. All throughout the canon of scripture from beginning to end, God has said, it's not good for you to do this by yourself. But yet somebody has lied to the world and the body of Christ saying, oh, you got this, honey. You don't need them. 
What, what, is your 30, what, do you, what does your 30 days look like? Can I just preach on this for a little? Is this a, uh, Omar, come up here real quick. Jump up there. Omar's going to help me with an illustration. Josh, will you help me? Just bring me some stuff. So Omar is going to be Daniel. Because <clears throat> what they were saying is don't, don't worship God for 30 days. Don't pray. Don't petition is the exact word. Don't petition him. So don't go to your, your, your God with your requests. Go to the king, only the king. He's God in your life. Which, by the way, this just added a ton of work on the king's plate. Every single person in the nation has to come to him for every need. These guys were terrible and didn't think of anybody. So now, every, think about every Daniel and every person. They've got all this stuff. They got, think of, like, oh, this represents comfort. Everybody like it. Or you know what? No, no, this represents rest. Rest, because it's a mat. This, your blankie. I forgot about your blankie. This represents comfort. So let's start with those first, because we all need our good rest and our comfort. Cute little Omar. We need that. And then, oh, and then of course, you know, you always got to be on guard and protect yourself. So just make sure you have a good defense system for your home, your family, your mind. Go ahead and make sure. And then this is, I found this just lying around in the lobby this morning. I was looking for random stuff and I found a paddle lying in the lobby of our church. So I, Omar, this just represents random because how many know you just get random crap thrown in your life at all the time? And so we just like, where did that come from? How, did, how many in your house are, are you the throwaway? I'm the throwaway king in my house. Does it have a purpose? What is it doing? Have we used it in the last two days? Trash. And I love that. My wife is like, don't throw that away. <laughs> I'm always throwing away because I just don't like this random stuff thrown on my plate because it just gets thrown on there. And then on top of that, oh, well, man, everybody loves sports. So make sure you have a good sports. You know, Omar, look, this is a tennis racket. Doesn't Omar look like a good tennis player? Can you guys imagine Omar with that headband, the sweatbands, the short little shorts, and his like rocking his high top converse out there like that? Look at it. Oh, oh, and then here, this of course represents education, your schedule, all this stuff. How do you want to hold this? Right there. And, and you got all this stuff, you know, that you got. Oh, and then don't forget, Omar, you're, you're a husband. I didn't want to put it around your throat because I didn't want to choke you. Uh, uh, you're a husband. Oh, don't forget, you're a father. And, and then on top of that, Omar, you've got, you got to, you can't neglect yourself. You've got giftings and you've got talents and you've got abilities. You hold on to that, Omar. Gosh, doesn't Omar look great? Oh, oh, but by the way, don't forget, Omar, you got to put this on here too. This is, this is just random, useless, has no point in your life. You would never use it in your life. I'm calling this the pandemic because a lot of us think that we're meant to carry this. And we'll get to that in a second. But we, 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 have, we, we would just load up. And some of that's good stuff, isn't it? I, all this stuff. And look how cool Omar looks. And a lot of us look like that every day. And, and, and I bet if I had two more people carrying a ton of stuff, when they're looking at each other, it looks like they're normal. Oh, we're all like this. No, no, not everybody's like that. Oh, everybody has to carry everything at all times. No, 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 you don't. What are you doing with your, what, what are you trying to drop in your, what, what are you allowing to drop in your life? What are you trying to carry in your life? And they petition this king and say, king, for 30 days, no one can worship anything other. No one can pray to anyone other. No one can petition to anyone other. And so you have some options. I guess option number one would be go to the king instead of God. But I think many of us do that without knowing 
I think many times when we hit a, when we hit a crisis, because remember, what happens when the crisis drops in your life? Do you go to everyone else but God first? When financial crisis attacks your life, do you go to your boss for more money before you go to God for more help? When the marriage is attacked, do you go to everyone and talk about your spouse before you go to God first and pray about your spouse? Well, what do you do in crisis? What, do, you, what do, you, do you hold on to everything and try to juggle everything? Who do you turn to? Because they said, no, 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 everybody has to come to the king. And many of us, I think if we were honest enough and trustworthy enough and truthful enough, we'd admit we do that. I turn to a lot of wrong sources that I get no fulfillment from. That when I finally do get to them, and we'll get there in a second, their hands are tied and can't help me anyway. And then I guess the other option would be, just carry it. You'll be fine. Take a stroll, Omar. Look how smooth and graceful. He's going to go to work like that. He's going to live his life like that. And it's just, oh, it's so cool looking. And we like to laugh. And I think it's perfect. I love how this illustration is playing out and that was I watch your expressions. Because some of you think this is ridiculous. And some of you think this is silly. And some of you think this is awkward. And some of you think this is pointless. And I'm telling you, all of you are right. The reason for carrying that is the same reason that you look awkward, that life feels pointless, that you think this, is, this, this doesn't. No, you, you, we look like that a lot of the Come back, Omar, what are you doing? I said, just take a walk. I said, don't go away and leave. And, and, and we, we, we look like this and we carry it. Some of the stuff in there may be an idol. Some of it may be good. But none of it is. See, the third option is what Daniel took. Daniel took to his room and Daniel heard, he said, did they sign the petition? I'm going to put it in. Uh, did they sign the bill? Did they sign it saying that Christians can't or believers can't do that? Did they sign it yet? Oh, go ahead and sign. Sign away. Write anything. I'm not a worried. Did, did I, can I just be real? Can we go to another level? I, 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 I'm not worried about any bill passed or not passed. I'm not worried about my rights or no rights because I, I'm, I'm just like Daniel, where if, if, they, if they write a little piece of paper and say, oh, you're not allowed to, or you got to do this, or it's got to be like this. I don't care. That's not what, that's not what, that, that does not control my worship. I, I'm still going to worship God. I'm going to worship God like God tells me. Now, this isn't a cry against the government or anything. Don't get weird in conspiracy theory. I'm just saying they signed a petition saying this is what it is. And he said, did they sign it? He waited. He asked. He said, did they sign it yet? He waited till they signed it and it was official. He said, good, I'm about to pick a fight. And so he goes out and he says, and, and I love this because what he does is he removes everything and he opens the doors and he opens the windows. And then before the lions in the den, Daniel finds his roar in his house and Daniel kneels to the ground and Daniel worships and thanks and give God praise. Oh, oh, that's all right. Hold, hold, hold the applause for just a second because I'll get everybody clapping because this is what we'll do. Go ahead and start laying it. Don't break anything. Okay. Start laying it down, taking it off. Oh, doesn't it feel good, Omar? Yeah. It's already hot in here anyway. Take it all off and then kneel, Omar. And then he goes to the Lord in his moment. When crisis drops, what do you do and where will you be found? Because when crisis drops, when it hit him most, Omar, Daniel was in his room praying. Yeah. 
And he wasn't praying like many of us. When crisis drops in our life, this is what we sound like. Oh, dear God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen with my family, my marriage, my life? God, what are you going to do about my talents, my giftings? What are you going to do? And and all our fear and worry comes out about what are you going to do? God, what are you going to do? I I won't be able to play sports. What's going to happen to sports? What's going to happen to my schedule in my school? What's going to happen What's going to happen to my rest? What's going to happen to my comfort? And we start complaining and whining. Does your roar sound more like a whine than it does a growl? Because your roar needs to change. Because the drop from music is a beat, but the drop in your life is a roar from you. When you're on your knees saying, God, I need to seek you. I need, oh God, I pray somebody finds their roar today. The enemy's got you down and got you discouraged and he's got you cowering over here. What's gonna happen? And let, let, let me tell you, let, feel, Maybe it's fear of death. God, what if they take my life? And we fear death more than we fear God. And we get angry. Now, let me just tell you. When somebody dies in your life, it it hurts. And it's painful. And it's difficult. And I don't mean to demean anybody losing somebody. The Bible says weep with those who weep, mourn with those who mourn. You should feel it, but that doesn't mean you should fear it. I don't fear death. I don't fear someone losing their life. I don't fear all the violence. I don't fear the murder. I don't fear. I don't fear those things. So I don't react to those things. I respond by hitting my knees because when Daniel hit his knees, the option was this. Daniel hit his knees and he began to thank God for everything. Thank God I do have some comfort in crisis. Thank God I do have something to protect my family. Thank God that I do have some rest after all. Thank God that I do have talents. I do have giftings. I do have a marriage. Thank God. Somebody thank God in here for what you do have instead of looking at what you don't have and fearing I laid it, it all belongs in his hands anyway. So if there were any idols in there, it's his now. If there was any worry in there, it's his now. Any stress, anything I was putting in the wrong place of my life, it now is in his hands. Because I let the drop happen. Somebody say, there's a drop. I, I let the drop happen and I shed some things. Everything in creation sheds. Snakes, birds lose their feather, gain new feathers. Dogs and cats lose, blow their coats. I may have a cat, right? I got a cat. Fur everywhere, right? And, and they lose it and they gain a new coat. Now, why haven't we? Yeah, you've done that physically, but emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Why haven't we shed? What do you need to drop today? What, does the next, what could the next 30 days look like for you? Building a new habit, letting go of an old one. And saying, God, I'm going to thank you. Thank you, Omar. Love you, man. Because I'm going to close with this. Daniel hits his knees and he gets convicted for it. Where will you be found when you are in your crisis? What will you be caught doing? What could somebody accuse you of? 
Because Daniel was accused of thanking and worshiping God. He didn't go home and complain and whine. He didn't say, look at these 120. God, they're coming after me. God, the king who even loves me can't even stop me. Because then what happens is they say, hey, he's worshiping. He's praying. He's thanking God. King, you got to kill him. You got to throw him in the lion's den. And the king who's lamenting over Daniel, he, don't, he, he tries to save Daniel. Josh, he tries to save him. But the, he says, my hands are tied. Because when the world, listen, this is the joy. Because when, 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 when the world's hands are tied, that's when God's hands are loosed in your life. It's only that, oh, oh when you, you got to hear this. Because when the enemy comes in to attack you and ruin you and destroy you, and the world says, we don't have an answer for you, that's when God says, oh, turn me loose on this situation. Let me loose. Some of you who had... I hear it all the time. The enemy brought cancer. The doctor said, I don't have an answer. God says, let me loose. Uh, when you, all of a sudden you had marriage issues and you said, and the counselor said, we can't fix you. God says, turn me loose. I know when the world's hand says we cannot do anything, we can't fix this problem. All of a sudden the people of God turn the spirit of God loose in your life, in your home, in your nation, in the world. I pray somebody help me preach today. I know it's Labor Day and we're supposed to be like kicking back with a margarita. I don't know what you do on Labor Day, but you're having fun, relaxing, barbecuing and just sitting in a recliner watching games or something. But I need somebody to labor with me today because there's something coming. There's a new life coming. There's some old that's dying and shedding off and God is trying to get something to you, but he's got to get it in you. And you got to say, okay, God, I'll turn you loose. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to let the world try to be my answer. They can't do anything for me anyway. And the last thing is this. Actually, second to last thing. I'm going to two more points. Maybe another 30 minutes. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so he goes, <laughs> and the king says, I can't save you. He starts getting, being marched from his house to the den. Can you imagine that march? You know where you're going. And he's taking him to the den. And as he's taking him to the den, Daniel doesn't say a word. And then the stone starts to roll over after they've dropped him in the den. Somebody say there's a drop. So they drop him in the den and they start to roll the stone over and the seal of the signet of the king is about to be placed on it. The lions are starting to crouch and crawl and get closer. Light is fading and Daniel doesn't say a word. How many are, are, are not like Daniel like me? I, I would say something. Come on, like I, I know we were getting serious there for a second, but let's just back up and think reality for a second. If that stone's rolling up, I'd be like, hey, wait, 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 let's talk this through. Where, where are my negotiators at? How many are my angry people who are just like stubborn as, and you'd be like, you know what? These lions are going to touch me. I'm going to kill every one of these lions and I'm going to come out of this and I'm going to beat you because God's with me and he's for me. And I, I start quoting scripture and be like, if God be for me, who could be against me? And he beat Goliath. So who's going to beat these lions? I would be in there like, I got this. I'd back my uh, back to a corner and be like, that lion's first, you're second. I'm going to throw you two weaker ones. I don't know. I would try to figure it out and I'd be fighting. How many? Come on. Or where, where's my, my, like, just breakdown people? You'd be like, that's it? <laughs> it's over? I just want to get eaten quick. 
Don't make it last long. We, we'd all have our like response, but, but Daniel didn't say it. It always perplexed me. And it was because of where he dropped first, that the drop, sec, that, drop that came later was all too comfortable and confident because he knew he could handle it. Because it happened with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they were about to get thrown in the fire, they didn't say a word. They were like, let's go. Throw us in. Let's see what happens. And they were confident. Why? Because even though man had his fire, God had an all-consuming fire. And even, though the, even though they had lions, he knew the lion of Judah. So I don't need to fear what you're trying to throw on me. That when God has called me to a place and brought me to a moment where life feels like it's dropped in its darkest moment, Jesus is still there. God is still with me. He never forsook me. He never left me. He didn't abandon me. In my worst hour, he was still there with me. And I needed the den so I could experience deliverance because there is no Daniel without a den. And these men thought they were throwing Daniel in the lion's den, but I petition to you today, they were throwing the lions in Daniel's den because this was the alpha male. This was the real lion who showed up and said, let me show you what real authority looks like. And when you show up into the territory that God has called you to take, there are going to be people who are there who occupy what God told you to take hold of. And you're going to have to let them know this belongs to you no longer. This is, this is my den now. I'm here to make this mine. Can I set up a rug right here? I'm going to make a little prayer corner over here. The, the same thing happened when God called them to go take Canaan, the promised land, Israel. He said, there are tribes there, but they don't own it. You're going to get in there and you're going to battle, but you're going to win. There, there's a darkness coming, but I've qualified you for the drop. Because the, the drop that you feel like may break you is actually the thing that will make you. And, and, and I don't, I, I, I don't want to lose the, that, that drop into the... Because the, think about this. We wouldn't be talking about Daniel if there was no den. We wouldn't be talking about David without a Goliath. We wouldn't be talking about a lot. That sometimes your darkest moment is your greatest opportunity. But you won't know how to respond when that drop happens if you haven't dropped already. When you drop to your knees. Okay, my last point, I promise. Third closing. So then he gets him out. And remember what we said? And I said, there's a drop. He said, the Lord found me innocent. You found me guilty. You found me guilty. You found me. You accused me. You judged me. You condemned me. You wanted to ruin me and kill me. But God found me innocent. God found me innocent. God found me free. God found me. I, I, I have had a lot. You probably had a lot of people speak over your life and over your heart and over your future and tell you you're not good enough. You're not talented enough. You're, you're, too, you're, you're too small. You're too big. You're too whatever. You're not pretty enough. I've had people tell me you, you don't preach good enough. You should stop. I've had people, you're deformed with all your scars. Nobody wants to look at you. To my face. I've had family tell me, why you? No one wants you. I've had youth pastors tell me, they're not, I'll, I'll never amount to anything. 
every word could have shaped my future and told me, this is, I accused you, I judged you, you're going to be ruined, you're going to die, you're going to amount to nothing, but thanks be to God that the word of God drops in your life and says, no, I found you innocent, I found you worthy, I found you talented, I found you fearfully and wonderfully made, I found you perfect, I'm the one who created you in my image, I loved you, I formed you, I shaped you, I numbered the hairs on your head. Why? And let me just tell you, I have to get passionate about this until you do. Because until you believe in your purpose more than I do, the enemy's always going to have a hold on you. Don't allow your preacher, your pastor, your one-time speaker to become the only person who believes that much in you to yell about you. When was the last time somebody yelled for you and cheered for you? The reason sometimes when people come to our church and my style of preaching is foreign to them is because they're not used to somebody cheering that loud for them. I don't get concerned about the weird looks or the look of like a puppy dog <laughs> confusion. Like, what are they doing? How long is he going to go? Is he going to finally close? Because I, I understand. I've been there too. I sat in the back and I said, nobody cares about me. Nobody loves me. Everybody already told me I'm not going to amount to anything. But when the word of God drops in your life and tells you, no, no, no. The best has just begun. No, 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 your life isn't over. Let me ask you a question. How old do you think Daniel was when he got thrown in the lion's den? More food. How, 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 how old? Somebody just throw an age out. 80? Gosh, you're like a theologian. He was almost 80. He was 75 years old because he died at the age of 86. He was 75 years old when he got thrown in there. 75. Some of you who are saying, oh, I'm too young. No, no, no. no. These are your formidable years. Some of you who are older and think you retired, you, didn't, you may have retired from your job, but not your purpose. And you are older, but your best years are ahead of you. You may think you're... Everybody likes to chalk it up. Oh, I can't because of my age. At every age. One of the things Daniel was thanking God for when he was on his knees is, God, I'm 75 and the average man dies at 45. I've lived longer. God, I thank you because I've outlasted three kings and I'll live to outlast four kings. God is saying to somebody today, my word will go longer. My word will go farther. I'll carry you. I'll lengthen you. I'll stretch you. I'll build you. I'll grow you. I'll empower you. Come on, church. It's God's word. Let the word drop. Come on, stand to your feet. Let the word drop. Let the drop happen in your life. Listen for that drop and realize there are so many people who would love to tell you how terrible you are. And even right now, some of you who can't look at me in the eyes, it's because you don't know if you really can. You can. Let me just tell you, hold your head up high. Put your shoulders back and believe in yourself and know that there's a greater purpose for you. And no matter what the devil told you and that when he attacked you and sent that vicious thing towards you and the world said, oh, we can't help you. God says, oh, turn me loose. Turn me loose in your life. Turn me loose in your mind. Turn me loose in your heart. Turn me loose. Let me loose in your city, in your state, in your nation. I can't do it till you give me permission.
I'm not a, I'm not a God who forces my way. Turn me loose. Lord, we thank you for today. Oh, saints, pray. Pray, sinners, pray. Begin to speak with your own word. Forget about who you came with. Forget about your spouse. This isn't your time to wear your spouse hat. This is your time to understand that you are a daughter. You are a son of the living God. And he never forsook you in the older days. He'll never forsake you in your days to come. He's not going to forsake you now. God is with you and he will always be with you. And Lord, we thank you. There's some shedding that's taking place right now. Oh, somebody let it down. Somebody's letting it down. Somebody's letting it down. God, I let down. I take off that hat. I take off that blanket. God, I take off that garment. God, I take that off. I'm shedding the old and I'm going to make a new. God, Lord, I'm shedding the old and I'm making something new. And Lord, we thank you, God, that somebody's going to find their roar in here today. Somebody's going to find their roar in their bedroom. When they're alone and they're praying and they're seeking you, it's not a whimpering, whining, wallowing cry. It is a roar of a lion that says, I am created in the image of the creator. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And everything that God has gifted me with, I thank him and praise him for. Let the roar of God come from every home and every workplace and every situation and every circumstance and every believer in the name of Jesus. I thank you that somebody would turn into the lion that God has called you to be, that when it feels like the enemy has surrounded you, you understand that greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And I thank you, Lord, that somebody's getting the drop in their life today, the download of the Holy Spirit, your words, your affirmation, your love, your peace, your acceptance. I thank you, God. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if this message spoke to you today, I want to pray for you. And if that's you, I want you to raise your hand in this house and all over online. Thank you. Almost every hand in this house. Yeah, I'm watching because I want to see that roar. Raise your hand if that's you. Praise God. Online. You might be on a run. You might be in your workplace. You might be at home. You might be in a prison cell. Raise your hand. This is a step of faith. Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you for today. I thank you for all that you've done and all that you're going to do. I pray right now, God, Lord, if there's an attack from the enemy, let it be a sign of opportunity for each and every individual. I pray right now, God, Lord, if the enemy's trying to silence them, let them begin to roar like never before. And I thank you, God, that there's a roar of confidence, a roar of assurance, a roar of peace, God, Lord, that's coming from them. And I thank you, God, for what you have done and what you are going to do. And God, I pray right now, God, Lord, that you would lead us, guide us, direct us through this. God, and let us be silent even in the darkest moments. We don't need to speak, God, Lord, when you're taking control. God, you can't speak if we're doing all the talking. And God, let us remain silent during our crisis, God, Lord, and listen to what you have to say rather than trying to prove what we have to say. And I thank you, God, Lord, that there are some things that we've been wanting to say, but we are going to remain silent in those dark moments, God, and let you speak louder, clearer, more confidently than ever before. Let us have that balance of the Holy Spirit to know when and how. 
And Lord, I pray right now for anybody who needs a download of the Holy Spirit in their heart with their hand raised and heart open. God, I pray that they would receive your affirmation. Somebody with your hand raised right now, God is telling you, you're forgiven. You are innocent. You're set free. You're redeemed. You're, you're, you're living in the best days of your life. I've got a future for you. I've got a promise for you. I've got a hope for you. i got plans for you. And the word of God is greater now in your life than ever before. And those who receive it shouted a good amen and gave God some praise. <clears throat> awesome. Can't wait for next week to launch a whole new series. I hope you're here. I hope you bring somebody. I hope we fill up all three services and continue to reach lives and continue to grow, continue to be successful as God has called us to be, even in a crisis, even in a crisis. Even in the most difficult situations, God's going to cause you to thrive. God's going to cause you to do incredible works. But let's speak this declaration together. We'll be dismissed. Have a great, safe Labor Day weekend, and we'll see you all next Sunday. I am a bridge builder. This is my season of favor. I am blessed to live my best. I will choose to love him first. I will worship fully, love deeply, and my community will thrive because I am praying for it. I am a carrier of peace. I will represent God's gentleness to myself and others. I will live out his gospel. I am blessed to live my best because I am a bridge builder. Amen. God bless you, Bridge Church. We'll see you next Sunday. We are so glad that you joined us today. If you made a spiritual decision today, whether that was dedicating your life to Christ for the first time or rededicating your life, send us an email at info at wearebridge.church and let us know that you made that spiritual decision. Also, if you are joining us for the first time with our Bridge Church online family, we have a very special gift for you. Email us at info at wearebridge.church to share some information on where we can send that gift. We are so glad that you joined us today and we can't wait to see you soon. That's right, so make sure you stay connected because why? We are so much better together. Bye, Bridge Fam.